What is up, everybody? Yours truly, Michael, here with the Air Raid Attack Podcast. Another episode. I know it's been a while, but we are glad to be back up and running. So much to talk about, especially in college football. And if you're like me, uh, college football is a huge part of our life. And so every Saturday morning, we get up, we get ready. And uh, we get ready for a big day of college football. But with that being said, well, let's hold up on that. So if you're just joining in, um, welcome aboard. This is our launch night on Sportscaster. It's a great app um, to be on. So we'll be talking college football. What will uh, this 2020 season look like? Will we even see a 2020 season? Um, first and foremost, we don't know. But what I do, what I can tell you right now is this: the Big Ten, the Pac-12, the Mountain West Conference, um, UConn, Old Dominion, uh, Massachusetts, all has canceled the 2020 season. Mountain West, Pac-12, Big Ten plans on playing spring of 2021. Um, not a definite. I know I've been reading a lot on Twitter. A lot of coaches are coming out and saying. You know, replaying from 20, you know, starting in 2021, coming back then in the fall of 2021. That's going to be a lot uh, for our kids, recruiting, so on and so forth. Again, you know, we don't know what the answer is to this. The Big 12 uh, currently still meeting with their athletic directors in regards to their 2020 season. The SEC, um, is going forward. The last I heard, the ACC is trying to be in that same boat as the Southeastern Conference. Sun Belt saying that they're going to go forward. Now, interesting part, this is where things could get interesting. For say, the Big 12, and in my opinion, the Big 12, of course, uh, hasn't had much success in the college football playoff. Uh, Oklahoma. Uh, losing to Clemson, losing to Georgia, losing to Alabama, losing to, of course, LSU last season, and they practically were beat down, had Georgia on the ropes, let them go. Clemson was a good game in the first half. Alabama, of course, steamrolled in their game uh, two years ago. But, again, you look at it, <clears throat> the Big 12 holds the key. Now, what I mean by that is this. Nebraska's willing. Now, I don't know how it works. I know TV revenue. I've heard, you know, there's TV, there's contracts galore. Uh, I'm, of course, not in the legal process of that. But teams are wanting to play. There's rumors out there, reports out there, Ohio State, Iowa, uh, Michigan, Wisconsin, Penn State, Michigan State. I've heard Nebraska. I've heard Iowa. You know, they want to play. They want to play some football. Um they're being linked to the Big Ten. I mean, to the Big 12. And my apologies, Big 12. Now, again, how I don't know if they can switch. I don't know. That's like I said. That's beyond my beyond my expertise on that one. I know there's TV um, contracts that grants these teams, so on and so forth. I don't know if that has a lot to play in it. But just imagine this. Um, Nebraska, of course, wants to come back, so to speak, quote-unquote, come back. If you're on Sportscaster, welcome. This is my first night. I hope I'm um, doing this pretty well. It's my first night. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. So welcome aboard. Um, so, again, we'll see. 
we'll see exactly what the Big 12. The Big 12, in my opinion, holds holds the key to college football. They haven't had much success in the college football playoff. Obviously. Haven't won a national championship since 2005 when Texas beat USA. And probably, in my opinion, one of the best national championship games, if not one of the best college uh, college football games of all time. Um, of course, Oklahoma back in 2000. And, of course, Nebraska, when they were in the Big 12, losing in 01 and getting steamrolled by Miami. Probably the best team. Well, I guess LSU this past year probably beat them. But one of the best Miami teams by far. But to talk about the present... The Big 12 holds the key. The Big 12, and the reason why, and here's why I say that. You got teams that are wanting to play football. <clears throat> now, if you're the Big 12, and I've read some reports, um, they expect the Big 12 to, to approve the 2020 season and to revise the season. Of course, the one non-conference game, non-conference game, which they already play, that's not even a not even a factor. Um, in it, but we'll see. Um, we'll see exactly what the Big 12 decides to finally decides to do. If you're the Big 12, here's what I'm doing. If I'm Commissioner Bowlesby, I'm reaching out to Nebraska. I'm reaching out to Ohio State. I'm reaching out to Penn State. Michigan. I don't know how many you need. I mean, they're obviously at 10. Do you go 16? Be that first mega conference for 2020. Now, here's what I get as we as I look down my agenda list. We talk mega conferences. Let's just play devil's advocate. That Nebraska says, hey, this worked fine. Of course, Coach Scott Frost had his uh, opinion about commissioner uh, of the Big Ten today. A lot of people are upset how the Big Ten commissioner, how not just the commission alone, but the leadership alone of the Big Ten conference uh, was today. They were pretty upset. But, I mean, if you look at the contrary side, you got a virus that's definitely spreading like wildfire, and you got to play both sides. <clears throat> you, look at the, you look at the college football just in itself. This is could be the opportunity that the Big 12, that the – other conferences need now i'm not seeing ohio state i won't say ohio state's going to jump to the aac the american athletic i'm not going to sit here and say that Penn State's going to jump to the conference that's not going to happen i mean if you're desperate to play then go for it i guess go for it but this the big 12 holds the key and this is where things could get interesting pac-12 for example the Big 12 can reach out to a lot of teams. The SEC could reach out still to an extent. I know they're already at 14, but for a season, why? I mean, why not? The ACC, of course, with Notre Dame, maybe they want to reach out. Don't forget BYU, still a independent uh, team and pretty a decent caliber team. Um, they can give some teams some fits. I mean, I'm looking at the Big 12 in general and. They're probably at least fourth best, fifth best team in the conference behind Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Texas, um, give or take, give or take Baylor, depends on what kind of year they're having. 
but the Big 12, if, if I'm the Big 12, I'm really going to use this opportunity. I'm going to vouch for the Big 12. I live in Big 12 country. I'm a huge Oklahoma Sooner fan. I know the Big 12. I'm going to be reaching out. I'm going to be reaching out to that phone call to Nebraska. I read a report by um, Tim Brando. Um, apparently, Nebraska and, and, um, and the Big 12, I guess that door is opening. We'll see. Um, we'll see what that happens with Nebraska. Could Ohio State, Ohio State sneak in? My thing is, if you do bring these teams in, what happens? I mean, again, you can't just bring in five, six teams and then keep your regular schedule and expect this to go by. I'll be perfectly fine with Oklahoma uh, eliminating, and I'm not saying kicking Kansas to the curve, but let's replace Michigan with Kansas. Let's replace Wisconsin with with um, Texas Tech. Let's replace West Virginia with Ohio State or Iowa or Nebraska, uh, so on and so forth. This is where the Big 12 holds the key. Now, we have the Pac-12. You got Arizona, Arizona State, USC, UCLA. Not everybody's going to be playing this year, and I get that. We still, I mean, like I said, the Big 12 may still come up here at 747 Central Time. The Big 12 may come up here at 8 o'clock tonight, here in 13 minutes, and say, we're done. We're not going to do it. That's it. Possibility. Now, uh, I don't know on sportscast, like I said, I'm new to this. I don't know if you can comment. But if you do, definitely feel free your thoughts. Send your thoughts in. I would love to um, to read them. Let me know what you guys are thinking. The question of the day, and I will tweet it back out. Follow me on Twitter on air with Mike. Follow the show, air raid underscore podcast. Does the 2020 season, if it does happen for the ACC, if it does happen for the Big 12, for the Southeastern Conference. Could we see the beginning of the mega conference? Um, the Big 12 has a chance to make it. Now, what they do with it, I mean, that's that's their own thing. I wouldn't mind seeing Arizona, Arizona State. I really would love to see the Big 10 teams in here. But for a year, is this the beginning of what we all thought the mega conference was? Or here, that could happen. At this rate, I mean, we got nothing. Um, like I said, I'm going off deep end. If I'm the Big 12, personally, I'm going after Nebraska. Bring it, I mean, they're familiar with the conference. Of course, you know, they're not, um, you know, of course, West Virginia, TCU was not in the conference at the time when Nebraska was. But they're familiar with the conference for this year. Bring them in. Go after Ohio State. If they want to play, go after Penn State. I would love to see Oklahoma go to Happy Valley and um, and play Penn State. We'll see. Uh, if I'm the Big 12, my final teams probably would be, i push it to six. I would go Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, Nebraska, probably go Wisconsin, Arizona, Arizona State would be my six. Um, you bring in some of the West Coast mountain area. You bring in the um, 
northern teams that can play football. Wisconsin, of course, ground run heavy galore. Ohio State, we all know uh, what kind of caliber team they are. Michigan can have some good teams, um, but they just can't beat Ohio State. And Nebraska's program's trying to get back on the winning side. They've had years here as of late. But uh, you look out, Arizona State's a good up-and-coming program. Arizona's trying to get back to at least where they were when Mike Stoops was the head coach at Arizona. Um, but we'll see. Like I said, um, it's going to be interesting. In my opinion, the Big 12 holds the key. The SEC dominates the conference. The dominates the college football world. There's no way around it. The SEC definitely dominates, not taking anything away from them. Um, thank you for the tips. I'm completely new to this on Sportscaster, so help me out throughout. Yeah, I'd appreciate you guys. Um, again, if you're listening to the podcast, um, Sportscaster, the launch of the show on Sportscaster, and this is pretty cool. Definitely download it and uh, talk. Talk all you want with sports fans. You can pick your um, specific topic, team, league, whatever you're going to do. <clears throat> it's a great community to be a part of. But going back to college football, we'll see the Pac-12. Again, if you're just joining in Big Ten, Pac-12 officially canceling the 2020 college football season. <clears throat> and, of course, all the fall sports as well. And the Mountain West Conference uh, teams familiar, of course, if you're familiar with that conference. If you're not, Boise State, uh, San Diego State, Air Force, just to name a few uh, in that conference, they will be canceling as well. Of course, Connecticut, Old Dominion, and Massachusetts single teams will be canceling their season. Uh, Mountain West Big Ten Pac-12 hoping to play in the 2020, uh, 2021 spring season. <clears throat> Which brings to that, let's talk spring season. We're looking at spring football. Now, of course, <clears throat> we all are familiar, <clears throat> excuse me, all familiar with spring football in, in the United States has not turned out so well. If you look at it this way, I wouldn't mind it on two reasons. If you're not a baseball fan, it takes care of that. Um... It kind of fails the void from the NFL, from the Super Bowl, until you get, you know, I, I mean, I get, I like the draft, but to fill in, you got to fill in until you get to training camp in August, July, August. You got all kinds of opportunities. Now, bad part of that is, is this. You got to follow up with the fall season of 2021. Is it possible? Yes. How would you schedule it? I don't really know. I don't know how you would schedule it if you would start in January. Can you imagine January football in Wisconsin, Michigan? Talk about cold. Minnesota. Um, it's doable. You would have to really, really, really... Um, work and schedule that to a T to get to where you can, because you still got to recruit. Don't forget national signing days in February and you still got to recruit. That's going to take care of your recruiting. 
we'll see. A lot of questions, a lot of answers still to be asked, still to be answered. I'm just giving you my thoughts on what the conference uh, conferences should do, what college football should do. I say go with your gut instinct. I mean, regardless, you're going to be wrong according to somebody. You're going to be right according to some people. The SEC dominates again college football. The Big 12 is trying to get their name recognition back to where it once was when Texas was dominant, when Oklahoma was dominant. Uh, the early nine or the um, mid-90s, of course, when there was the Big 8 that switched over to the Big 12. When they expanded Nebraska, even Colorado in, in 1990, even A&M in the early in the 90s. Team. So we'll see. If I'm Big 12, go be that risk taker. Um, the ACC is going to be interesting. Uh, I think the ACC really is going to follow suit on what uh, the Big 12 does, I think. I think the SEC is pretty. I think the SEC is pretty sold on um, moving forward, uh, and rightfully so. A lot of coaches are putting in, in in considerate of the considerate of considering, I should say, uh, of the players. A lot of players come from a rough background, city life, so on and so forth. Um, the chances of catching it probably more of a higher risk. I know Nick Saban mentioned it. I know. Uh, Joe Clapp mentioned it uh, on his Twitter of, of potentially a higher chance of catching COVID than you probably would if you were on campus. <clears throat> so I think the SEC is going to continue. I think the ACC is probably going to follow whatever happens with the Big 12. Big 12, I, my personal opinion, I say Big 12 continues. I, I don't see the Big 12 canceling. Um I think you're going to see the American Athletic. I think you're going to see um, the Big 12, the SEC, the ACC. Uh, I know Conference USA. I know you got the Sun Belt. So you're going to have six uh, conferences playing this year. Whether or not teams can move, I don't know. Um, I have no idea if that's even possible. Like I mentioned earlier in the show, you have... You have all kinds of all kinds of contracts, TV grants. Um, all I mean, really, they got all kinds, all kinds of legal stuff. I'm not even going to get into that's so much that goes into that. It's going to be interesting. I love college football. I really hope it doesn't go away in 2020. Uh, if we have to see it in the spring, so be it. I mean, it's not going to. You know, I guess we can wait a little bit, a few more, a few more months. But the fact that we're just uh, at least a month away till college football, uh, we're oh so close. But uh, we'll see. We will see. G D. Uh, again, follow me on Twitter on air with Mike. Follow the show air raid underscore podcast. Follow me on Sportscaster S P O R T S C A S T R at on air with Mike. It's a great platform where you can meet some great people, talk sports, and just have fun. Follow the show on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Arid Attack Podcast. <clears throat> so again, question of the day on Twitter. I will tweet it out after the show here shortly. Question of the day, will this become the mega conference era? 
if teams like the Nebraska's, the Penn State's, if they enjoy being a part of the Big 12 temporarily for the 2020 season, will this become the beginning of the end? As we know, in regular conferences, will we see mega conferences or will we not? I don't know if you can do a poll on here. I should do one on here. Um, we'll see. Now, in other news, uh, the NFL. The NFL, of course, um, as far as I know, is doing well. A lot of players, especially if you're the New England Patriots, uh, you got a lot of opt-outs. If you're the Denver Broncos, uh, Jawan James, the right tackle, uh, opting out. If you, if you know me, I'm a Broncos fan. And so that was a pretty interesting move on, on Jawan James's part. Huge piece missing on the right tackle. But again, uh, the Broncos signing DeMar Dotson uh, earlier, just about moments ago. And so we are up and running, I think. He'll be at least feeling death part. I expect Elijah Wilkinson uh, to take that right tackle spot uh, come the kick opening week of the NFL <clears throat> season as they take on Tennessee, I believe, on the Monday Night Football. Uh, going back to college football, I mean, what else does this say? Big Ten, Pac-12 gone, canceled. Mountain West joins the club. Big 12 still in the means. Haven't heard yet. Well, hold on. Breaking news. All right. Just joining in. Uh, breaking news. I just received a news notification here from our local news station here in Oklahoma City. Uh, the Big 12 approved it, and they are moving forward. So that, with that being said, the Big 12 will have, will have the 2020 season. So if you're just joining us on Sportscaster and also uh, listening on the Air Attack podcast, the Big 12 Conference has approved to move forward with the 2020 season. And with that being said, Oklahoma getting things off against Missouri State sometime in the month of September as they try to make it six straight Big 12 championships. And hopefully we can make it to the playoff and maybe get that first first playoff win. Of course, you gotta you got to have some jokes aside when things are when things are pretty interesting at the time being. <clears throat> so, again, Big 12 joining uh, the ranks of the SEC. More than likely, the ACC is gonna, going to stay hold. The Big 10 and the Pac-12 will be dismissed. Um, so there you go. There you have it. Um, Big 12, now will we see them going up to Nebraska? Will we see them going up to Penn State, Wisconsin, Michigan, Iowa, Ohio State, even go after some Pac-12 teams? Will they bring in Colorado? We'll see. Uh, I don't know scheduling-wise what that will do. I know a lot of, of course, the SEC, the ACC uh, approved the conference-only schedule. Maybe the Big 12 can do something like that and just bring in some teams, call it conference schedule, and go forward. We'll see. Uh, of course, Oklahoma and Nebraska play 2021 next year in Norman. Then OU returns to favor in 2022 to Lincoln, Nebraska. Of course, the first time in a long time the show is back up and running. That's why we're kind of all over the place. Uh, just so much to really think and digest in the world of college football. Um, but in the meantime... Sportscaster, if you guys are watching, I appreciate you guys joining me on the first show of that, my first errand, I guess you want to call it. And uh, it's been pretty cool. I'll be back on here, of course, as well. 
and welcome Canada and the United Kingdom. Just received notifications this week that uh, my podcast you can listen to now in Canada is being listened to in Canada in the United Kingdom. Uh, in regards to uh, special guests, hopefully here in the next two weeks, we will get that special guest up and running. Uh, Matt, uh, Coach DeBuck in uh, Florida will be back on. I got a special guest I will cannot name for security purposes only. Um, hopefully I can reach back out to him and get him rescheduled. Uh, many of you may know during this time off, <clears throat> the reason why there was no not much podcast was the first two weeks of July. I was out quarantined for 14 days from work uh, with potential COVID-19. Symptoms were pretty bad. And uh, my youngest son, uh, I believe, had it the worst. I think he had it the worst than I did. But uh, all is well. We are back up and running. He's excited to go into school, even though it will be virtual. He's excited to go in back. I'm excited for him. Uh, if you have not know, uh, I'm going. I'm attending Full Sail University, majoring in sports casting, and it's going phenomenally well. And shout out to Full Sail University again. Follow me on Sportscaster on air with Mike. It's S P O R T S C A S T R. Follow the show on Twitter at Air Raid underscore Podcast. Follow me on my personal Twitter on air with Mike. Follow the show on Facebook, Facebook.com forward slash air raid attack podcast subscribe and listen on itunes and google and even catch iHeartRadio and go for it um again breaking news i'll end this on this note the big 10 pac-12 mountain west conference has canceled the 2020 season the big 12 just now has approved their um, 2020 season they will be playing college football but uh, we'll be back again Thursday night for another episode of the Air Raid Attack Podcast. I promise you, it's going to be more organized than tonight. But just a lot going on. The uncertainty of college football at its finest. But hopefully by Thursday, we'll know more in regards to Nebraska. And will that door be open for the Cornhuskers of Nebraska? And will they be back in the Big 12, at least temporarily, for 2020? and then so on and so forth. But in the meantime, you guys take care, you guys stay safe, and I will see you on the other side. Welcome back, you ladies and gentlemen that's out there listening to this podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Day Raider Attack Podcast. I'm your host, Michael. As always, subscribe on iTunes and Google Podcast. Um, Just got word, the Avalanche leads 4-1. to in the Stanley Cup playoffs, I'm extremely happy. So, hopefully, we can keep the momentum going throughout the night. In the meantime, we'll talk college football. Of course, as you guys know, if you guys follow me on Twitter, uh, both the show and my personal Twitter, I mentioned yesterday that we'll be talking the Big 12 ACC, SEC uh, conferences, what's left of that. Uh, also, we will retouch the AAC. If you guys have listened to the podcast, you guys know a few shows back. I did a American Athletic Conference. I believe I conjoined them with the Mountain West uh, episode. Of course, the Mountain West is one of three conference or four conferences um, that um, that canceled the 2020 season. So, again, we got a lot to talk to you about. Um, also, we'll talk Conference USA and Sunbelt. Hopefully, we get to that tonight. If not, we'll definitely get to those three conferences on Thursday, as well as I will <clears throat> make a special announcement. Yes, my allergies are kicking in, so 
Uh, congrats. So in the meantime, uh, Saturday, 3.30 p.m. Central Time, I'll be on the Stadium Scene TV podcast with DJ and Kate. Uh, looking forward to that as we talk some about this podcast, their podcast, and what Stadium Scene's all about, and so much more. So definitely join in. I'll be on Periscope for that one. And then the show will be uh, published, and I will retweet that out and tweet that out when it becomes available as well. So again, 3.30 p.m. Central on Saturday afternoon, this Saturday, which I don't know what that date brings us to. Brings us to the 24th, I hope. No, that's a Monday. Brings us to a day. That's all I know. It's the 22nd. There we go. (laughs) Brings it to the 22nd. Thank you. Thank you very much for the 22nd. Hopefully, if you guys are watching on Periscope, you guys will be be my support staff. And a special shout out. We'll get to those as well. So a little differently as per normal, if you're listening to the podcast, I usually start off with how you can listen. But that's we're going to change things up. New logos in place. So definitely check that out on Twitter as well as the uh, podcast should upload all the logos already. So we should be up and running on that. But tonight, let's talk college football. We are going at the end of the show. We're going to talk college football. At the end of the show, we are going to talk about two special things that you can do with the podcast. Shout out, and I'll give three special shout outs to uh, followers on Twitter, on the show's Twitter. I'll do a special fan shout out, and then we'll end it hopefully on a good note and with no complications from there. So, with, without further ado, let's talk college football, of course. College football, with, we all know the, um, the COVID 19 pandemic. <clears throat> Uh, what it has caused and what it has not caused is everybody wearing masks. What we've gone to is everybody wearing masks, social distancing. Uh, schools are in between whether or not they want to do school online, virtual, whatever the case may be. Let's be honest. Our social life has changed drastically, and so has the college football world. What we do know as of this, if you just missed out on the missed out on the uh, last episode, it was a practically during the episode, the Big 12 made the announcement that they are going to move forward with the 2020 season. And so that brings us to three conferences in the Power Five. The Big 10 and the Pac 12 are out for 2020. And the Mid Americas, what actually started this domino effect, the Mid American Conference, and then followed by the, um, the what, I guess, the Big 10, Pac 12, and the Mountain West practically all in the same day. So that brings us to the Big 12, the SEC, and the ACC. We'll talk that. We'll talk who's my Heisman winner, college football playoff, the A um, national championship winner, and who's going to be my dark horse. So without further ado, let's get things going. The ACC, and of course the ACC is going to look a little different. Uh, if you look at the ACC top to bottom, I think Clemson runs away with the with the league. Uh, I think the team to keep an eye on is Notre Dame. Ian Book. Uh, for Notre Dame Fighting Irish, I think could be the keeper for the Irish this year, especially at the quarterback position. Um, of course, he's 19-3 as the Irish starter. He, uh, of course, threw over 30, uh, 3,000 yards a year ago and 34-6 uh, to six touchdowns to INTs. He also uh, rushed, has rushed over career over 1,000 yards. I think Book, he can run. He's mobile. He, he can be a... He's a dual threat. You can make it throw through the air. You can run on the ground. I think he's a key to Notre Dame's success in the ACC just for this year. Of course, um, we'll see. I think Sam Howell, the quarterback at North Carolina, I expect big things from North 
North Carolina. Now, whether or not they can make any difference to run, I don't know. Now, the ACC is going to look how the ACC is going to look is, of course, you had your two divisions, your coastal and your Atlantic divisions this year. It's just flat out. I think it's 14, 15 teams in the in the league. Your top two winning percentage, so practically the top two teams. Uh, if it's tiebreakers, I'll let them handle that part. <clears throat> but again, I think Clemson. I think Clemson uh, runs with the conference. Trevor Lawrence. Let's be honest. Um, Travis Eaton in the backfield. Too much talent. I don't see how Clemson doesn't win the ACC. I believe they go to South Bend. Uh, the play in Notre Dame, if I'm not mistaken. So we'll see um, how that goes. In the meantime, um, we'll see. Now, if you want to what was that? That was my Skype call. A buddy of mine, he also does a podcast. Um, a good friend of mine. <clears throat> so uh, we'll do that. I'll jump on here, there in a bit. Uh, I think the ACC, I expect them to really be an interesting league. Nonetheless, uh, you look at uh, the biggest stars, I think that's going to be your biggest stars. I think you're going to have Howell, uh, Lawrence, I think Ian Book could run run with it. The storyline is uh, is Notre Dame. Um, We'll see how that goes. Now. They opened their ACC history, the first ever ACC schedule. They opened September 12th against Duke. Now, as much as I like Duke's program and athletic program, university, I don't see Notre Dame having much issues with Duke. But, you know, this year has been an odd year. A lot of players opting out, recovering from injuries, so on and so forth. Uh, Again, like I mentioned uh, moments ago, how they're going to do this is plain and simple. They are going to have the top two teams, have the top two teams battle out for the ACC championship. Uh, what would imagine an automatic birth to the uh, college football playoff, which we'll get to here momentarily. Um, we'll go from there. Like I said, this this year we're going to have to as college football fans. We're going to have to really, 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 really deal with a lot. Uh, I expect Louisville uh, to make a marked improvement. Uh, I think this year, of course, with uh, Scott Statterfield's debut, I expect big things after a 2-10 in 2018. Last year, going at 8-5, I expect Louisville to maybe contest uh, for the top five spots in the ACC. I don't really expect them to get in that top two um Two range um, for Louisville, Florida State. I don't see Florida State's gonna be an interesting team, uh, nonetheless. With the fact that um, I think Adam Fuller has got a lot of players that has potential, um, especially on the de- on the defensive side of the ball, giving up twenty seven point eight just a year ago. Uh, you got. Um, I would imagine James Blackman would be my imagine, the front runner for center position. Uh, you got a lot of younger offensive linemen. Uh, Florida National transfer, Devontae Love. Taylor, I think, is going to continue. So we'll see how Florida State goes. Jim, um, 
Novell, I think, is going to do a great job. Just this year, I don't think it's the year to go. Now, we talk about Wake Forest, first time in program history that the Demon Dinkins have played in four straight bowl games. I think Coach Clawson's uh, squad is going to extend it. With Jamie Newman transferring to Georgia, the quarterback, I think Sam Hartman's going to take over once again. And, of course, you can't f- talk about Wake Forest without mentioning their top target, um, Sage Surrett, the uh, top target over 1,000 yards just a year ago in nine games. So I think Wake Forest, I think, makes a push for the uh, bowl game. I think NC State, if they can turn away from injuries and roster turnover, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. Um, so, again, I know it's going to be a lot. We're going to push this a lot because we got a lot to talk about. Um, so, again, Syracuse. Now, this is no in particular order. I'm going practically what would have been the divisions had if the 2020 season not been the way that we're looking at. Uh, Syracuse, uh, 2018 going 10-3. and three. I thought they were in the program in the move. They had a step back uh, last year going 5-7. and seven. Coach DeBars, um, I think, is going to continue with his two new off- uh, coordinators. Uh, Coach Gilbert on the offensive side, Tony White on the defensive side. I think they can be- get the help get that program back on track. Um, they do have only nine starters back for this year. And Syracuse, don't forget, ranked one of the ACC's top offensively. The offensive is the offenses in 2018. There we go. Definitely a step back a year ago. So we look at Syracuse. I expect them to, to make some noise. Uh, I still think um, probably middle to lower of the pack. Boston College, uh, Coach Halfley. Former Ohio State defensive coordinator takes over now at the helm uh, with, I think, the limited offense. Uh, offseason, tough crossover schedule with Virginia Tech. Um, North Carolina, I think, is going to be two, um, two games. I think they can easily they can win, they can lose. It's going to be a challenge. Now, you got um, Notre Dame's transfer. Phil, I'm going to butcher his last name, Djurkovic. I believe is how you say it. If not, I apologize if you're listening out there. Uh, he was granted a 2020 waiver uh, for 2020. So they're going to battle out for the under center. He, again, at Notre Dame, uh, 48.4%, nine touchdowns, two INTs. So he can battle out for the uh, to, to be the starting quarterback. And we'll go from there. North Carolina is going to be the interesting one. You got Mac Brown. He returns um, his return back to Chapel Hill. It was off to a fast start last year, going seven six. You got uh, all six uh, games that he lost by a touchdown or less. You got Sam Howell. I think it could be a dark horse in, in the Heisman. He's poised, I think, to even have a better year as a sophomore. You got uh, standout receivers: Demai Brown, Daz Newsom. Back, they're not going to have issues at all scoring. I think um, you get Michael Carter back at the at the running back position. Um, so you got going from there. Now, defensive side of the ball, giving up thirty four point five points in twenty eighteen. Defense improved last year, giving up only twenty three, close to twenty four points a game last year. 
Coach Batman, I think, has a few holes up front. He's got a fill. Uh, I think the linebacker and the secondary units, I think, are going to be pretty strong this year. They do have, um, luckily this year, now with everything going on, they don't have to play Center Florida. They don't have to play Auburn. They still get Virginia Tech. Pittsburgh's always poised for an upset. So, I think North Carolina could be in the mix for that one, two spot in the uh, ACC. I think another team um, that that uh, controls their own destiny, so to speak, is, is Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech was a definitely start off the season two and two. They won six of their last nine games. All three defeats was by six points or nine points or less. Coach Fuente's team, I think, is going to push North Carolina to the top. I think that can make that two, three ranking range, maybe getting that top two. I think uh, if you look at it, excuse me, the rival of transfer running back, um, um, Herbert from Kansas, the running back. You got um, Blackshear from Rutgers. If I don't know if he's won his waiver or not, but if he ha- if he has, you have him. Ba- um, should help with the one-two punch and the running back position. You got uh, a team that only averaged 37, 3.7 yards uh, a carry in last year's uh, conference games. Offensive line should be good. Uh, of course, ranking preseason-wise top in the ACC. Coach Hamilton on the defensive side comes in. Of course, he has uh, humongous, humongous shoes to fill. Um, after replacing longtime coach for uh, roster. So, uh, the good news, they inherit a group with nine starters back. Defensive-wise, they should be fine. However, um, Caleb Farley, I believe, opted out their standout corner for this year. Going to Miami, co- uh, getting <clears throat> Derek A. King. We all know him from Houston. You got uh, offensive uh, tackle Jared Williams, also from Houston. You got Quincy Roche from Temple and kicker um, Jose Borlagales. You got all in key positions. I expect to make a humongous help for Miami. Miami is one of these teams, I think, that if they can get offensively wise, I think if King can do what he does, uh, what he did at Houston, defensive wise, they should have no issues. There wasn't an issue last year. I don't expect it to be again this year. And we'll go from there. So I think Miami could contest at least in the top six, um, if not top. Probably six, I think, would be best to say. Pittsburgh, young team, to say the least. Swing games. Uh, you got Florida State, North Carolina, Miami, all on the road. Huge games. If they can win at least, you know, Pittsburgh's always poised to win one upset. And if they get that one upset, that could be it. Otherwise, I think Pittsburgh could do pretty well. Uh, Virginia thinks going to have a little setback. Of course, defending uh, coastal champions from just a year ago. The reason why, you know, Coach Mendenhall's done a wonderful job. He did a wonderful job at BYU. You got um, a strong, co- a strong culture he's building at Virginia. Of course, his track record, like I mentioned, at BYU is good. Uh, don't expect a humongous drop off. Of course, losing Bryce Perkins at the quarterback position. You got Breen, Breen and Armstrong and um, 
oh, what's the kid from Mississippi State? Uh, Keontae Thompson, I think, are going to be um, battling out to win that position at the quarterback. And so we'll see. Uh, Virginia, I think, is going to be probably a team that can make seven wins. I don't know. I don't haven't seen their conference schedule. Of course, as we all know, they're going strictly non-conference schedule. I mean, conference schedule only. You got Virginia defense is going to be the strength of this year's nine of nine uh, starters are back from a team that only allowed twenty-seven point one points a game a year ago. Uh, you got uh, on the, uh, the uh, linebacker positions. You got Charles Snowden, Noah Taylor. I think there's going to be help out quite a bit, and of course. Aaron Fumari is going to be the upfront anchor. Come on, um, Virginia, <laughs> Virginia. Of course, I believe as far as I know, uh, they open up with Clemson. Uh, Duke, Duke's gonna be interesting. I like Duke, and what Coach uh, David Cutcliffe has done at the Duke program for quite a bit. You have Clemson's quarterback, Chase Bryce, uh, I think is going to provide a humongous star, uh, spark to an offense that only managed 25 points a game a year ago. You got uh, Deion Jackson back at the running back position. You got Noah Gray back at the tight end position. You got four starters back on the offensive line, which is huge for uh, for Chase Bryce. I expect offensive-wise they could they could make a um, jump. Defensively, you got six starters back. And an improvement, I think, is, has to be expected for a team that averaged 29, close to 30 points a game a year ago. However, however, they posted a minus 11 turnover margin just a year ago. Yes, 11. So, there you go. I think if overall, I think if Bryce provides a spark for the offense, I think six wins is is expected i think that's real i think that's doable and um you never know you never know where it may go from there uh georgia tech the yellow jackets you're under now second year coach uh year head coach uh collins they he's got him on the right track he's recruiting well uh year two i still expect a rebuilding year they showed Progress, I think, towards mid to late 2019 season. 17 starters to help navigate a brutal schedule. Unfortunately, they were not going to play at Notre Dame at first, but now with Notre Dame coming in as an ACC team, they're going to have to play. I think that the transition offensive-wise, you know, Georgia Tech's been known for more of the option attack. Now they're going to a more of a spread offense, as we all know, like Oklahoma runs. Uh, maybe not to that degree, but that's not going to be easy. You can't just shift offensive schemes during the off season that really has been non-existent. You have maybe, oh, I don't know, maybe, maybe I don't know if they've even got some spring ball practice in before the COVID nineteen hit America. Um. I don't know when they went back to I don't know when they started camp, how much practice they got in. So we'll see. <laughs> That's going to be an interesting one. Uh, nonetheless, excuse me, nonetheless, um, I think they can um, they can score. It's not going to be easy on the offensive side, especially for a team that only scored 16 points a game 
uh, a year ago, sometimes fewer than that. And defensive-wise, they need to show some improvement. Uh, but I think they will. David Kerr, I think, can be have a solid year at the linebacker position. I think corner, uh, Trey Swilling. I think safety, Jawan uh, Thomas, is going to do well. You got Florida transfers coming in. So a team that allowed 32.45-ish uh, points a game a year ago, I think, um, I think it's going to be fine and dandy. So, without further ado, Michael, who do you have winning the ACC championship? Who do you have playing in the ACC championship? Who's going to go to the playoff game? Because now we all know that when you lose two of the top five of the Power Five conferences, now you're definitely guaranteed that a team is going to make it out of a ACC team. I think Clemson. I, I don't see Clemson having any issues when you when they're a team that has the best defensive line team that has the best quarterback, in my opinion, a team that has the best running back position, if not arguably the best defense in uh, in the ACC. I mean, you can argue Virginia Tech if you want. Uh, Offensive-wise, you can argue that North Carolina may have the better receiving. You can argue maybe Louisville's kind of in that mix. Clemson, of course, in that mix and receivers. ACC-wise, Clemson top to bottom. Overall, I think they're going to be fine. I don't see Clemson having any issues unless something happens. I mean, I, maybe a Trevor Lawrence injury. Um, he's out for the season. Maybe another injury to a degree. Uh, other than that, or they, you know, other than that, or the COVID nineteen outbreak hits Clemson hard. Other than that, <clears throat> I think Clemson takes care of business. Uh, I still like I still like Notre Dame's chances in the ACC. I think uh, Clemson takes care of Notre Dame twice. Um, I, I believe they go to South Bend, but in the meantime, um, I think Clemson takes care of the ACC, and uh, they make it to the college football playoff. Uh, you got the a- ACC preseason awards, postseason awards, however you look at. Offensive player of the year, my opinion, hands down, it's going to be Trevor Lawrence, out of court, out of the quarterback out of Clemson. My favorite to win the Heisman, my favorite to more than likely go the number one overall pick in next year's draft. Let's be honest. He, he's that he's that good. Defensive player of the year, I really, 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 really love Marvin Wilson, the defensive lineman from Florida State. I think he takes care of business this year. Mac Brown is my heads-on favorite to win the Coach of the Year award. Coach in the hot seat. I hate talking about the hot seats because, unfortunately, <clears throat> it's a business. But at the same time, it is a business. And college football, in my opinion, if not getting close, it's getting there. It's going to be, if not passing the NFL here shortly. Uh, Mac is uh, Mac Brown. I was like, I'm giving him the uh, the uh, head coach in the war. Now he's in the hot seat. It's Dave Duran, North Carolina State. I think he's had many opportunities to take this program, run with it. He's had some good years, but I think this is make or break. Uh, top freshman, Donovan Green. I really love this kid coming out of Wake Forest. I expect big things for his career. Uh, newcomer, ACC newcomer, De'Ara King. Let's be honest. That kid can play. I watched him at Oklahoma when Houston played Oklahoma a year ago. Uh, last year, I think he'll do well. At Miami this year, so we'll go with King. Sleeper team, dark horse, however you want to call it, I got Florida State. I think Florida State's going to be one of these teams that if they can get some breaks here and there, they are going to really be good. Uh, What's the position to watch? A lot of these positions you guys don't realize is make or break positions. 
and we'll get to Oklahoma's here in a shortly, but I think Florida State, I think if the offensive line really helps out, I think Florida State could make a run um, for that top two in the ACC. Best coordinator hired, I like. I really loved the uh, Tim Beck offensive coordinator hire at North Carolina State. Expect big, humongous things uh, from him. Hardest team to evaluate is Miami. Let's just be honest. Miami, defensively, they can be good. Defensively, at times, they can be bad. Offensive-wise, with King coming, <clears throat> with King coming in, Again, you don't know how this is going to run, so they're the most hardest one to evaluate. The must-see game is going to be Clemson North and Notre Dame by far. At Notre Dame, Clemson goes at Notre Dame. It's now went from a non-conference to now a conference game. Uh, that's going to be up in um, South Bend. That's going to be amazing. And uh, coach on the rise, I mentioned it, uh, Scott Satterfield. Head coach of Louisville, expect a good season, and you never know. He may be getting a big-time job uh, here in the next year or two. So, without further ado, that is the ACC schedule. Not schedule, but the ACC predictions. Now, be like, well, that's insane. It is insane. We're going to take a little short break. Let me. What we're going to do is have a little commercial break. You'll hear from our wonderful sponsor from Anchor.fm on how you can uh, how you can start your own podcast. It's pretty simple. I got you three steps. Listen here. We'll be right back here on the Air Raid Attack Podcast. So, without further ado, you got the Big 12, the ACC, and the SEC. Thursday, we will talk Conference USA, Mountain West, and Sunbelt. So, my Heisman Trophy winner uh, is going to be Trevor Lawrence. There's nothing else to talk there. Trevor Lawrence, I believe. Especially now with uh, Fields not being able to play at Ohio State, I think Trevor takes care of business. Uh, college football playoff, I have uh, Clemson. I have Oklahoma. I have Alabama. Now, here's when things get interesting. Do you throw one in the AAC? Let's just say like a Cincinnati or a Central Florida. Or do you see another team? I still think Florida is that second college football playoff. I think Clemson, Oklahoma plays each other, and I got Clemson winning. I, I just think Clemson overall, you could see a Clemson, Alabama um, thing all over again. Uh, but Clemson, I think, wins the national championship. Dark horse team, <clears throat> and you're going to hear it first. It's going to be the Georgia Bulldogs. And I know a lot of people say, well, that's not really a dark horse. But if you look at the SEC, if you got LSU, you got Alabama, you got Florida. Again, um, Auburn, I think Georgia, if they can make some changes here and there, I think uh, personally, I think they can really make some noises. Now, as we finish up the um, the podcast and the show, a uh, few things I want to touch base on, and then I will let you guys go, is if you guys, you guys can now send voice messages to the show. That's right. Send voice messages if you do, shout-outs, questions, whatever you guys want to say. It's got to be appropriate. Let's put it out there first. Um, whatever you guys want to say, um, just go to anchor.fm forward slash air rate attack podcast. I'll have that in the link description at the end of the show for the pod. But 
uh, go to anchor.fm forward slash air raid attack podcast. Click on message and you can send a message, whether it's a question, a shout out, anything. And you will hear yourself on the air. Also, <clears throat> last but not least, before we get to our wonderful fan shout outs and uh, and our uh, shout outs in general, uh, you can become a supporter for the Air Raid Attack podcast. By supporting this podcast with a small monthly fee donation, you can help sustain future episodes and so much more. For more information, attend to anchor.fm forward slash air raid attack podcast. Click on support for more information. And last but not least, we are going to do on a weekly, on a, on a show basis, we are going to shout out one fan. And we're going to do um, shout out three uh, Twitter follows. So if you do have Twitter, follow the show, Air Raid underscore podcast, and follow my personal one on air with Mike. Now, without further ado, to end the show, we are going to do our shout out to our fan from Oklahoma, Miss Steph. We'll put it that way for safety reasons. Steph from Oklahoma, thank you uh, for becoming a fan and following the show. Also, we are going to give three Twitter follow shout outs to Pittsburgh Pirate Football Program out of Texas. Coach Boz, the Jupiter Christian head coach out of Jupiter, Florida, and uh, Ryan Beck, the tight end coach from the University of Pennsylvania. I will add you guys to the uh, <clears throat> to the the tweet and to the uh, description as well. All right, guys, it's been an honor and a pleasure. As always, <clears throat> you guys are the best of the best. And uh, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and uh, follow us on iTunes. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes so you never miss an episode. Also, Google Podcasts as well. And as always, you guys take care. Stay safe. Wear your mask if you want. No. Wear your mask. Wash your hands. and Whatever else you want to do with that, go for it. We won't get into that. But in the meantime, guys, thank you guys um, so much. For all the support, and I look forward to hearing you guys from you soon. Don't forget, again, if you want to be on the air, send out those messages, anchor.fm forward slash air attack podcast, and we will get those on air. Next episode, we'll talk ACC or the AAC Conference USA Sun Belt and a special interview that I had last year with Oklahoma City FC energy players. Stay tuned for that. Take care, guys. Have a wonderful night and have a great week. See you all back on Thursday.